Calling all Swifties and champions of change, Like a Girl Media is rolling out the red carpet for you with our Thrive Like a Girl contest. We're all about celebrating powerful women leaders who inspire us to dream big and push boundaries. And who embodies that spirit more than Taylor Swift herself? Here's your chance to see her live in concert. We're giving away two tickets to Taylor Swift's show in London on Saturday, June 22nd. Imagine being part of the magic, all thanks to Like a Girl Media. Entering is easy. Subscribe, share, and show us which episodes inspired you the most. Visit our website or check our social media for all the details. Don't just dream it, be it. Thrive like a girl and make this summer unforgettable. Contest opens globally, voidware prohibited, must be 18 or older to enter, no purchase necessary. Subscribe and share with hashtag thrive like a girl and tag us at like a girl underscore media for entry. Unlimited entries means unlimited chances. Winner chosen at random after contest closes May 20th, 2024. We'll be notified via DM. Make sure your profiles are not private. Check full rules on our site. This is your shot to see Taylor Swift live. Don't miss it. Welcome to the Hit Like a Girl podcast. My name is Joy Rios, and on our episodes, we talk about the complications of healthcare in general. It is a complicated place. And so we spend our time basically learning from experts and sharing stories and in the effort of trying to connect dots and maybe make sense of the big picture that we're putting together. This is an interesting one. We typically have one guest at a time, so I'm going to do eeny, meeny, miny, mo as far as <laughs> introducing ourselves. And let's start with you, Adamika. Sure. My name is Adamika Arthur. I am the executive director and CEO of a nonprofit called Health Tech for Medicaid, or affectionately known as HT4M. I'm an epidemiologist by training. I ran hospitals for many years and am affectionately known in this country as Madam Medicaid. Madam Medicaid. Yes, yes. Fantastic. Okay, let's go with you. Yeah, I'm Indy. Williams. I'm community director for Scale Health. I live, breathe, sleep, startup. This is all I do. This is all I know. Scale Health, we are an innovation ecosystem and marketplace. We work with now about a thousand innovators across the United States and internationally. We have a proprietary platform that allows us to track their success, their growth, their goals. And on the flip side of our marketplace, we work with health organizations, payers, providers, corporates, really understanding what their needs and challenges are and essentially facilitating connections between those organizations and our startups are part of our community. So we're at our heart, we're matchmakers. So. Incredible. And lastly. Yeah, I'm Jana Guinan, the executive director of the Health Foundation, which focuses on health equity. I'm looking at three kind of pillars of populations, I guess you can say. So we look at patients and how they're doing around equity. Also the healthcare workforce and why we're here today, founders. Okay, so how are you all connected? Who wants to take that? Like, what, sure. does, it, what does it make sense that you all three are here yeah. together? Mm-hmm. So Health Tech for Medicaid is a convenient right? We bring together payers, providers, policymakers, entrepreneurs, investors, advocates, but most importantly, people on Medicaid, their caregivers, and the community. And I think this story starts with uh, Jan and I having many conversations over the course of the last few years, specifically around startups, which is where you guys kind of come in. We spend a lot of time with entrepreneurs um, and have had a focus on underrepresented founders, basically because they often care about community-related problems that impact Medicaid or other kind of overlooked populations. This kind of became a marriage of ideas and interests, but also to figure out how do we support founders in a way that they learn 
and exude the knowledge and expertise around health equity, and that we continue to not only create you know, inclusive and equitable products, and we design for those, but we also make sure that we're impacting the quality and duration of people's lives. Okay, and how do we measure that? Or do you want to add something to that, Jana? <laughs> yeah, I'll add a little bit to it too, because so the Health Foundation, um, of course, is connected with the Health Conference. So we too, like, like Adamika's organization, are an ecosystem-wide organization, but with a focus also in similar in different ways, I guess, on founders, on investors, partners that come in to bring innovation to healthcare. And it is a concern of mine that um, it be representative. And it's not. It, right now, we do not have, if you look at the way that, you know, who gets funded. And if you look at the focus, as Adamika said, often people with ideas coming straight out of communities of need are not necessarily the people getting financed. The way that we got connected with Scale Health, I think, is last year we had the Health Foundation Gala. And when I spoke there, I said... I have a dream. <laughs> no, this was one of my things that I, at the end, hey, I would really like to build this. I just, it was almost a, not a throw in, but it was not really a planned piece of my speech. I just, it was something on my mind that I'd been really thinking about. And I just said, hey, anyone who's interested in working with me on this and Taylor reached out. And so here we are working together and you should really speak to the platform a little bit and what you bring to it. Cause I think we all have something really unique. And so I think if I would position the Health Foundation, I think that we have that real industry connection around innovation. I think Adamika has that as well, but also brings the community focus. And that I think Scale has um, community and a platform that is going to be really beneficial. Let's hear about it. Of course, you know, I think it's so fantastic just to be able to meet so many like-minded people and explore these synergies because we're all working on very similar things and have similar interests and goals that we're looking to achieve. So for Scale Health, really, as, as I mentioned, we're in the, in the business of matchmaking. And so this platform that we have, in a way, it almost like aggregates all of the opportunities and resources and support that these founders can access. And I'll say this, you know, it's, it's very interesting because there are so many incredible programs and opportunities for diverse founders, but it's hard to navigate where all of those things live. You have to meet the right people. You have to go to the right events. You have to be connected to the right folks to get access to these incredible investment funds that are, you know, maybe focused on immigrant founders or accelerator programs for black women of color, whatever the case may be. And so at Scale Health on our architect, this platform that we've built, it's a one-stop shop to see all of those things that you can access. So whether that be you're looking for, as I mentioned, you know, mentorship opportunities with the advisors that we work with, if you're looking for just sheer education, we have interviews with experts and conversations just like this that you can view on the platform. If you're looking for the business development opportunities with the partners that we work with, all of that is there in the architect. And so we're, we're so excited to be able to, you know, just continue to, to diversify the type of founder that can and access those opportunities. How would somebody know if they are the right type of founder that can use yeah. those resources? Well, I want to just speak yeah. a little bit to um, how Aperture came, came to be. It's more than just there being this moment in time where people potentially are interested in underrepresented founders or founders of color. But the reality is in this exact moment as we're sitting here, the data has not changed very much. The funding mechanisms have not changed. The post-George Floyd flee of all of these great statements on, on have not impacted people's quality or duration of life. I think we're trying to go beyond just speaking this and actually building something that is going to be effective. And that actually means a bi-directional communication. That means learning and scaling as we grow together. Health Tech for Medicaid has had a underrepresented founders database since our inception. We turned four years old last week. And 
you know, we have well over almost a thousand plus entrepreneurs from globally around the world who have difficulty and challenges in scaling, but not because because of this, why we're here on this podcast, right? Healthcare is complicated. The communities that make up the many people that are here and those that I personally, you know, represent on behalf of is 87 and a half million individuals on one, the largest insured population in this country. This is a beta experiment, right? This is an experiment in and of itself. It's a knitting together and a quilting of the Health Foundation, really, which has had signature platforms like C-Sweetener since its inception, which is really around mentorship. It brings together, you know, our lens, which is thinking and working on behalf of some of the most vulnerable in this country. And then it's also around Scale Health and their ability to really knit together. So I think we have a lot of things in common together. And we're hoping that this is going to be something that is uniquely different. And that actually requires all of us to do things a little bit different. So folks will be able to jump on and be a part of our beta testing, and we're going to learn and grow as we move along. This is really a pivotal time to do something a bit different and to not be about kind of just speak, but actually action. Oh, I totally admire that and love the idea of not just talking a talk, but actually walking a walk and creating a path for other people to follow. So, I mean, if you don't even know exactly where you're going, but you know the direction you want to go, like show leading the way, showing which step and how people can get involved themselves. Yeah. So who is getting involved? Can we speak about any of the of the yeah. founders and any of their stories? Well, we are literally launching yeah. right this minute. Okay. Like, this is, this is <laughs> this it. Is it. Right? Okay. So we decided to launch here at Health and we have a booth literally down the way here. It's, just you can right see it. it's on the other side of this <laughs> booth, basically. But we also will be pushing this out post-health. Yes. I think all of our communities will have access to this. And this is a bit of building a train while we're while we're scaling it on the tracks, meaning that I think this is a new, in some ways, a novel idea and that we're we're interested in providing content. We're doing something on top of the the architect platform that you guys already have in business. And we're listening to learnings just this week at Health and we'll have to be dynamic and flexible to, to actually meet people's needs. Okay. But I think, you know, to speak more specifically about who can be involved in Aperture because, um, and, and here we are, you know, I'm, I'm looking at traffic, it's pretty good. So I think <laughs> it's actually great. So I think we're gonna have a great beta and a really great final launch, but we're doing this so that, again, underrepresented founders who are focused on health equity can be a part and make those matches, but who are those people they're matching with? They're um, healthcare organizations that may be looking for strategic partners, they're investors, it could be even content providers. I mean, I think one thing we've really talked about here that needs to be um, part of the growth of, of the program is to offer um, education around what it means to be a founder, how do you get prepared? And then on the other side, we, we all, I think, believe together that investors and others who are um, partnering with founders there's a learning curve for them as well. And I often think, I hope we do not forget about the voice. I mean, part of the reason why I'm here is make sure that we also see ways for advocate groups and others to tap in and, and to see like community-based organizations or other non-traditional folks who are coming in, mainly because we have this belt around us or that is health equity. So that could be, you know, more untraditional, typical partners. Well, that's what I'm curious about. So somebody who, let's say an immigrant founder who might not be here today, what do they need to know? What would what steps would we share with them so that they can navigate this path? Yeah. Well, we have a landing page. That's okay. the first place to start. Okay. <laughs> and we are, we will be doing kind of, I, th I think, a bit of a roadshow and letting people know how to be a part of this. We are hoping that investors tell other folks, right, other 
portfolio, their portfolio companies or others. We, you know, yesterday you were at our event that we had with over 300 people and hope to look at like lines of health equity. For instance, yesterday was on birth equity, right? But there are many different areas that impact certain populations. This afternoon, we'll be having kind of our Black at Health event. And we will have, you know, information there about Aperture and let people know about Aperture there. And so like, I think that there are many lines as you look at populations and you look at the overarching field of what health equity is. And this is our tagline at Health Tech Medicaid is really where health equity and tech equity meet. And I think this is a beautiful intersections of folks who don't know much about health equity, want to learn more, know a lot, and can share information, and also want to actually see those inequities change so that we we are directly impacting people's lives. And I also want to add, too, as I think it's important to mention as we're talking about equitable health and care and removing those barriers and complication, it's completely free to join. And so it's certainly an open call for any founders that... that have that identification to, to join us. In I love efforts. that. Yeah, simple application process to just come online and, and fill it out and you'll see, get a profile created and then through Scale's really fantastic matching that will provide, literally you'll have as a founder, a dashboard, you know, that shows your opportunities and, you know, you can take advantage of or choose not to, but yeah. And on the other end too, I mean, partners also see what those opportunities are. That's incredible. And we'll be building as we go. Exactly. (laughs) I love it. Well, so part of what I took away from yesterday's conversation in the advancing health equity in the maternal conversation was changing the framework and like really ways in which we can change the framework around access and equity. And that is systems change. It has to do with data. It's like going up against power sources. Can we speak to any of that? That's sort of an open-ended question. There's a lot in there. And I kind of just want to let you do a free-for-all. I mean, the reality is in this country, and across the world. Many founders are dealing with challenges as it pertains to systemic structures that were built a certain way. Um, And that, to be fair, doesn't necessarily change beyond the United States as it does in the UK, as it does in many parts of the continent of Africa. And so what I mean by that is the diasporic challenges that a lot of folks have, and that doesn't necessarily mean in, in certain populations, but we have things like systemic racism. We have things like discrimination. Those impact our health and here in the United States specifically, but there is a lot of global data that shows this across the world. We have structures that are impacting people's abilities to live as long as they should. And that's what we're really hoping to have conversation and dialogue. A big part of those structural changes happening are acknowledging that these systems are there. Acknowledging that our policies are the way that they are. Acknowledging, and and I'll just say, I've been complicit in this system as well, just as much as I'm trained as an epidemiologist and spent the very early part of my career doing public health work. I ran hospitals, right? I was not immune to those challenges myself. In my own, I gave, you know, I didn't give my full birth story yesterday, but, but gave examples of like, even, even though I ran the hospital, I was not immune to having poor birth outcomes because at the end of the day, I was a black woman laying in a hospital bed. I wasn't necessarily seen as the person who ran the hospital, right? Because I came in as an alias. And I think those are the systemic things that we haven't traditionally started to really break down. And we don't know how that will play out here in Aperture, but we hope that by having a system that reduces biases, right? That allows anybody to come in with no barriers to entry, and that we can create some matchmaking and we can learn. Some matches are going to be great. Other matches are going to be challenging. We're going to learn from what places and spaces do we need to have like partners or 
to actually make a difference and make sure that the products and services that people are developing are equitable and that that they do provide more than just a pitch, that they actually can improve people's lives. I'll speak to one other piece of this as well, which is that innovation hasn't been equitable either. So you have to have full representation and full voice. I mean, you could just step back and say, patient voice is lacking. But I think when it comes down to innovation, that's where change happens. So you also need innovation to be representative. And I think that's a big piece of what we're trying to create. And there needs to be community within that, right? So I think we would all agree that this Aperture program is more than a program. It's going to have to grow into a community in order for all parties to begin to really influence and better understand one another. I think until that understanding is in place, innovation is not going to change either. And and when you, then we're just going to be back where we started. Well, we can't go back to where we started. There are too many people dying on a daily basis. At least for me, I feel like this is, you know, one set of radical change that we have to be bold enough to make these changes to actually do better, right? And I think many of us wake up every morning thinking, how can we improve the system that we are a part of? And this is one step we collectively, and we, I think we're also defying how do public-private partnerships work? How do we work collectively together where it's not about ego or logos or stance or volume? It's really about how can we leverage the skills that Health Foundation has, the skills that Scale Health has, the skills that Health Tech for Medicaid have, and knit together something that potentially could be much better because we're working collaboratively together. So we're also trying to re- define what collaborative partnerships look like for there to be win, win, win. And that's another thing we want to make sure founders see. As it should be. India, is there anything you'd like to add? Yeah, I'll just jump in too. Kind of going off of what you were saying, Jana, I'm community director at Scale, and so community is key. It's it's essential, and especially as a founder, it's a daunting journey, right? These are really big topics and things that we're looking to, to see forward progress and change, and that can be a lonely experience. And so being able to bring like-minded people together to have that community share experiences and stories, I, I think that goes a long way in itself, a, along with all the other things that we're, we're hoping to bring with the project and the collaboration. So, Well, I am so excited to see where this goes and hopefully to be part of that community. Yes, I just think that we would it, love it. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, Content creator 101 right there, here. There we go. <laughs> Ladies, if people would like to get involved or get in touch with you, where would you direct them? If you're interested in learning more about Skill Health, you can visit us at our website, skillhealth.com. Okay, thank you. Uh, if you're interested in health tech for medical, we are at www.h as in Harry, T as in Tom, for the number four, m.org. We also can be reached um, specific to the Aperture program at Aperture at ht4m.org, or you can just come to info at ht4m.org. Got it. And um, people can come to me through the Health Foundation website, hlthfoundation.org, or just connect with me on LinkedIn, and I'll just spell out my name, (laughs) J-A-N-N-A, and my last name, Guinan, G-U-I-N-E-N, because I would love to have conversations with people about Aperture and where we're trying to take it. Wonderful. I will include all that information in the show notes. I want to thank you so much for sharing what you guys are doing. I'm really excited for you. Yeah, we are so much, Joy. Thank (laughs) you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening. You can learn more about us or this guest by going to our website or visiting us on any of the socials with the handle hit like a girl pod. Thanks again. See you soon. Again, thank you so much for listening to the Hit Like a Girl podcast. I am truly grateful for you, and I'm wondering if you could do me a quick favor. Would you be willing to follow or subscribe to this podcast, or maybe leave us a rating or review? Or if you're feeling extra generous, would you share this episode on your Instagram stories or with a friend? All those things help us podcasters out so much. I'm the show's host, Joy Rios, and I'll see you next time.